Hello everybody, welcome to That Way Cool Wrestling Show. My name is Danny J. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can check us out at thatwaycoolwrestlingshow.com and also on Facebook at That Way Cool Wrestling Show. Once again, I'm joined by some great guys. I got Charles Gemini Gregory to my right. I got LeGrand Onslaught Jackson to my left. And I got super fan extraordinaire, Mad Mark Lindsay, off to my far left. Guys, once again, thanks for joining us again. We got a great show for you guys today. We're going to be talking about gimmicks. That's right. If you've ever thought about being a wrestler, or if you were a fan of wrestling and just were a fan of all the different characters out there, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. And that is the gimmick itself. And what we're going to talk about today is what makes a good gimmick, what makes a bad gimmick, and then also what it takes to develop a gimmick, and so on and so forth, and, and see how we can make it successful or what will make it fall. Charles, I started with you the last time, <laughs> so we're going to skip over you right now. But Grant, I'm going to go to you. Okay. <laughs> And we're going to say, what makes a good gimmick? I'm going to be honest with you. The one thing that always made a good gimmick for me was believability. Yeah. I'm not going to sit there and look at this 105-pound guy beating up a 600-pound bruiser talking about he's the toughest man in the world. That's the biggest load of crap. If it's not believable then I'm not into it at all. Joe Pesci will disagree with you. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, if he ain't beating you up over a shine box, that's one thing. Right, right. But to be honest with you, you got so many times when you get guys out here and they're supposed to be the dark destroyer. Right. But they have on these bright neon colors and they're coming out with this happy-go-lucky music and it makes absolutely no sense. Right. You got a guy who's coming out... He's 300 pounds, and he knows nothing about power. Right. What is the point? And if you can't do what you have to do to put that gimmick over, no matter what the gimmick is, your job is to connect with the crowd. Right. If you're not going to connect, get out. Now, with that being said, though, is there a point of responsibility that falls on the creator of the gimmick? Because a lot of times, I mean, back in the day, wrestlers had a lot more control over what they did and who they were coming into and like they kind of like were like all right well we'll roll with it but nowadays there's a lot more creative control involved with these feds and wouldn't you say that like it's a crapshoot as to who they pick versus like the, the writers say all right we want such and such a gimmick the 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 canadian destroyer now we have to pick a canadian destroyer and we have to put on the guy now it's that guy's responsibility is to try and put it over but isn't it their, the creative's responsibility to pick the right guy that could actually do that? Creative's responsibility. They come up with the gimmick, they put it on a guy. But you gotta allow him to do what it takes to get that gimmick over. Sink or swim. Yeah. It's not exactly sink or swim. Because, let's be honest, you can put me out there as the next flippy, flyy, badass guy. Right. I'm 260 pounds. I'd pay to see that, though. And I've done it. I've done moonsaults. I've done right. 450s. I'm not doing them anymore. But you're five, four, man. <laughs> five, four and a half. <laughs> no, but being it's breaking like, down, folks. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Just to be honest, though, if I, if you want me to be the Canadian destroyer, you got to let me destroy people my way. 
either it's with technical ability, right. pure power, or with some of the sickest moves you've ever seen. You know? If you're going to put a yoke on my neck and not allow me yeah. to do what I do <clears throat> through my strengths, then it completely falls on creative. But if you, you want to be the Canadian destroyer, no problem. You're going to be that Canadian destroyer. We're going to put you out there in front of a crowd. Right. Do what you need to do. Granted, I need to see this, this, and this. These are the three main things I need to see from you. But other than that, make it work. But you, I, I'm over here listening to what you're saying. But don't you think when it comes, like, even now the writing teams or, or the promoter is all about favoritism? You got a wrestler right now. To me, I feel I don't care. You take it. You probably want to take it. Who's the greatest wrestler out there right now, which is Dolph Ziggler. I don't know who he pissed off or whose wife he slept with or right. whatever. He can carry a show. He makes people who are the drizzling. That's right, we got to watch our language. <laughs> we, he makes individuals who should not be in the ring with him look like stars. I've never seen anyone move the way he moves. I watched him and I watched him work That's Cena. That's a credit to him, though, right? Yeah, I watched him work yeah. Cena. Everyone said, oh, John Cena this. That whole match, you look at it, Dolph Ziggler made him look like a god. Right. But like I said, I don't know who he pissed off upstairs, Triple H, whoever, you know, whoever you want to talk about. He doesn't get his push. And I sit there like, man, that's a shame, you know. That's, that's, that kind of sucks. You know? But you can tell his athleticism from when he was in the Spirit Squad. Yeah, he, he's very. Right. He he had personality back then. He had athleticism out the yin yang back yes. then. But now, once the Spirit Squad's gone, I hate to put it this way, but the cream rises to the top. And he was there. He's still there. He's, he's still, still there. Absolutely. He may not be getting what he deserves. And I agree with you on that. He really isn't getting he's what not he deserves. Deserved at all. You can't deny his talent. You can't deny oh, what his he's talent. doing. His mm -hmm. talent by far, with, I watched that match, um, him and Seth Rollins. Mm -hmm. Seth Rollins can work. Yes, he can. He's not the greatest mic man. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when he talks, it, it sounds very scripted. Mm -hmm. um, and then he comes out sometimes. Uh, we can say that about a lot of guys, but we won't even get into that. Um, that was one of the greatest matches I think I've ever seen in my life, when the guy's working. But, like I said, they're putting these clamps on him, like I said. His gimmick is him. That's his, we're talking about gimmicks here. His personality, mm -hmm. that's the type of dude that'll go to a party that's really boring, and 10 minutes later the whole party's turned up. Right. Because that's the way he is. Now like, we did indies. Uh, one of my favorite people, and I think he was supposed to be on your show, and since he's not here, I can't say it, because I would never say it to his face, <laughs> was Ron Starr used to do the Reverend Ron. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Reverend Ron yes. Starr. Yes. Very strong Christian. But he put a twist to it. There was times when he went out there and I thought he's actually preaching on the pulpit. Pulpit like, huh? Just sitting there going, wow, this is this is great. You know? But we we talked about it one time and um, yeah. you were in my locker when I was promoting one time and you brought that story up and I kind of remember now. I go to the locker room and everyone's dressed in black. Yeah. First of all, I wore black to look skinny. <laughs> I'm just getting it out there. Yes, 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 yes. I was 350 pounds. Didn't I'm work. Six foot one. Is that black on black crown? Whatever you want. <laughs> I'm six foot one. But when you got someone five seven, they're going out there with cut off jeans. Everyone wants to be the sad man. Everyone wants to be stone cold. And I'm sitting there looking I like that. I hate that. I hate that with passion. What is this? We had one guy that I really like. I believe his name was um, 
cryptic. That sounds familiar. I remember his. It was very, very. He had this green mask. He looks like to me like ah, like a. He wasn't a cartoon character, but it fit him. It's all about fitting your personality, you know, right. like. Well, we were talking about like we were saying like, uh, and I believe you were right in saying it was Devin Moore. Oh yes, Devin Moore. I was at the time I was doing videography and I was shooting the shows and I was I was helping produce, and you know I was watching one guy after the other coming out with their bad stone cold Steve Austin yeah, face, yeah. and one guy was smaller than the other, and and I'm thinking to myself as a fan, as someone that was getting ready to start at that time, start training. Like I'm, because I'm thinking about what would I want to be and who do I look up to, and I'm thinking to myself, there, there is no original. There, everyone looks no, the same. No, I mean, and then Devin came out, and I'm like, this guy's playing like Duran Duran. Yeah. You know, everybody else was playing whatever the, the most metalish death metal music they can possibly have, you know, and stuff like that. And it works for big dudes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I came yeah. out the double dutch bus. So yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I came out the collector so heavy. Yeah. You know. That threw everybody off. You know. Then that's the truth though. Uh, a white guy. And, and, and to give credit back to Ron Starr, Ron Starr is, is probably one of the most biggest fans of rock music that you'll ever have. I mean, this guy listens, he, right? and, and, and listens to everything from rat to Metallica, Wait, to Striker, <laughs> listen to me, you know, you know, funny story was we were putting together a tag team, me and Ron, and, and, and it never came to fruition, but like it was going to be, we were going to be the Rock and Soul Express, which was going to be a fantastic thing, it was going to be so over, we were going to get called by every fed, but that's another story, <laughs> another show, but the, the short, story. <laughs> short, short story. story, very short story for a very short career that was going to be. Uh, but Devin Moore came out to get back to the story. Devin Moore came out, and he was one of the only guys after about a dozen wrestlers that I watched come out from the entrances that had this original gimmick that fit him. That's that cool. was the thing that fit him. Like there was a big guy that came out, and, and we were, were talking about this. And I couldn't remember who I it was. Still remember that guy. But there was a guy was who was. His look was very like he was muscular, but he wasn't like doom and gloom. Like he was like a nice looking. The uh, best way I can describe him was a Matt Morgan looking guy. But he was coming out to this like metal music, which would be more indication of someone in a darker gimmick. And I was like, it just doesn't go with this guy. This guy should maybe have something with some guitar or flair, but he's a, he was a face. You know what I mean? And it just didn't do it. And then Devin Moore comes out, and I'm like, this kid gets it. You know, he's yeah, coming how out, much, and he's doing this, and the fans are doing waves with him and stuff like that. And he really was he was into the gimmick, and, and that really sold it to me. But and how much of it was Devin Moore versus the promoter allowing it, or in the no, case of Dolph Ziggler... There's only one man that can control how he. Well, you know pushed. what though, in, and to, to, if you're given yeah. if you're given a certain amount to work with, but you're not given as much, you're given a glass ceiling. That you, but I think I think like we'll go back with what you're saying. One man, like we're, we can talk about it. You know, uh, WWE. We don't like using that. You know, we're talking <laughs> about everything else. Right. No matter what they do to Dolph, it's the fans that love him. Right. Of so course. They can't put gloves on them. They try. I don't know if it's a jealousy factor, but yeah. But I mean, you go any gimmick that a guy has. I was a promoter. I'd walk in the locker room and be like, "What is right. this? Not mm -hmm. who? What? What? What do you mean? Huh? Like, you're sitting there looking at him like, no, dude, you're dressed like Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
I remember we had one guy who I, I, I um, loved to death. Um, don't 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 say his name. No 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 no. Um, don't he's still out with the camouflage shorts on. Don't do it. Yes. He has a what's his name? He has his own promotion. Uh, he's still working right now. He's a great wrestler. Um, yes yes. yes um, damn, I can't think of his name. I'll think of his you name. You want me to say his name? Yeah. I know it. Breaker Moran. You told Breaker. Me? Yeah. Breaker had a. A basic look. Oh, I thought you were talking no, about No, Breaker had a basic look. <laughs> we're trying to go. And I that. love watching Breaker work. We're doing one show. Breaker comes up to me and he goes, Jam! And I'm like, What? There's a guy out there using my gimmick. I'm like, What are you talking about? I can't use any names because it just starts a lot of stuff. I look out and I'm like, Are you kidding me? Breaker was, I, I was mad too, but then I'm trying not to laugh. I'm like, Is that not flattery? But. He wanted to be Breaker on that. I'm like, I'll talk to him, I'll handle it, you know. But he, to me, he should have wanted to kick his ass. But, you know, he's not that type of dude. Right. He's very professional. He yes. used everything yeah. except for a mask of his face. Yeah, it was everything. And we, yeah. we, it was the funniest thing ever. But guys think, you know, they're getting a, a, just an original gimmick. No, you always see something from somewhere, you take pieces of it. You sure. have to make your own, you have to make, it's all about your personality. If it's not your personality, you can't. He's come out, and I used to love it when he was waiting for Junior. <laughs> with that suit jacket on, yeah. and me with his sunglasses, just talking up a storm. We know he never shuts up. <laughs> so it's it gimmick. But he has a lot more flexibility. Yeah, to, to my accord. It, 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 it did. It worked. To, to my accord now, now that he said that, because he's, he's trying to redeem himself real quick. Because what happened was, and folks, zoom in on me, because I want to tell you this story. It was my first match. I was up at this point. I was training. I was managing people, much like Breaker Moran. I used to manage him a lot. And then finally they said, all right, Dan, we're going to have you wrestle. Get your gear. Get going. I hope you're not wearing black. <laughs> okay? So now I'm in my gimmick, and I'm in the pipe. And you know the first time when you're in the pipe. Mm-hmm. And you're there, and you're like, ah, ah, and it doesn't matter who's out there. No, you were talking to yourself. You were scared, you were scared s- shitless. Scared shitless. All right, look. Scared shitless. And I'm like, this is my first time that now people are going to be paying attention to me whole and 100%. I wasn't just a manager now. Now I'm in the ring. And I gotta make sure I don't get hurt. And at the time, not to discredit any, anybody else, but like I was older than when I got into it than a lot of the kids that were in it at that point. So you know, when they took a clothesline, they bounced right back up. I took a clothesline. I was out of breath. I had to get. You know, I mean, I wasn't in the condition that I should have been, but I was doing it, and I was doing my dream. So I'm in the pipe, and I'm there, and you know, the other guy's already out there, and I'm gonna be the heel. Okay. So now I'm going out there, and my character, which was Way Cool Jr., in my mind was an amalgamation of, of um, Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin and Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. Okay, They were some of the guys that I liked. I liked the way they were because they, they, they weren't that, I'm a bad, tough guy, but they were bad. You know what I mean? And like you love to hate them. So that was my thing, and I'm trying to think to myself, oh, this is so great, and I'm getting distracted myself because I need to figure out how I'm going to walk out there, and am I going to have my hands up? Am I going to have my hands down? Am I going to slap hands? Am I not going to? And this is all going through my mind, and I'm no, getting... That's a 25-minute section, man. I realize. Get well, I'm getting to it. Jeez. So the butterflies are in my stomach, and, and everything, I'm getting so psyched up, and I got people out there that are going to see me, and the announcer says... Everybody, it's Way Cool Junior, and I'm about to open the curtain. All I hear behind me is, "What a stupid f-ing gimmick!" <laughs> and that, folks, 
that match I lost. And that voice that came out from behind me was this man right here. <laughs> and it was the very last thing that I heard before my very first match going out. No way, man. Can we and he this? was literally six feet away from me. Can we get this get hammer zoomed in? <laughs> Look, yes, he is a friend of mine. <laughs> We're ball busters. We are. He was Wonderful. so nervous back there. I was going to take a towel and wipe his head. Yeah, it was like having side. your little brother on his first date. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, he, 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 look at him. I remember talking to guys. I'm like, I don't, we trained all. He knows what he's doing. And he's back there and he's like shaking. <laughs> so I'm trying to get this guy to focus. So what's the best thing to do to try to get someone focused? Say something. So he turns around and gets mad. He turned around and looked at me, but he knew if he'd have said something, we'd have had a problem. But I'm like, I had a match really? here too. I'm saying, well, really? But he went out there, and folks, don't get me wrong, it was it was it was okay. I ain't gonna say it was great. He did okay. All right. But I'm sitting there going, he was back there like I'm like, dude, I beat you up every week when we practice. Why are you nervous? You know, you know you Should have been beaten out of me by then. Yeah, it should have been, but what he did, he did work hard. You know, everyone has their yeah. limitations. Yeah. But he never he always went there, gave us, you know, we're the independent. The hundred and ten percent. We're yeah. independent wrestlers. We're no superstars. You know, guys yeah. will sit here and watch this show. Oh, these guys just no. We did it because we love to do it. Yeah. You know, we love to help train, we help like I said, these guys with the gimmicks, they watched way too much wrestling. You know, they and you know what to say that, and, and, and not to be funny about yeah. it though too, but like being a fan of it, and being someone that was in there, and you're you're you are what's what's taking this in. They're doing these gimmicks for you. You don't realize on the other side of that curtain, one how hard it is to come up with a gimmick, because you you know what I mean because it's being presented to you, and what you're seeing is the final product. You know, in most cases nowadays it's a little bit more because there's too much product on the air. But like you're seeing the final product, you know, in its in its evolution stage, whereas you're you're coming up with it for the first time, and to be able to one come up with it, two pull it off, you forget everything that you know on that as a performer when you're like when you're trying to concentrate and say I need to do my gimmick. He's his these guys once they were in it, they were in it, and the good thing about it, and I think they knew something. That some a lot of guys don't take is that, like you said, make this a part of you. You know what I mean? Make you it need, believable. Make it believable. It's it's you, you know how do you make it believable? You don't act like you, what you're not. You know. Well, I mean, look at Taker. Taker. That's I've never met the man. But if you look at him, you know, that's him. Ric Flair. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, you look at him and like, yeah, that's him. God rest his soul, Roddy Roddy Piper. Now, I did meet him several times. You can't fake what they do. That was him. Mm -hmm. That's that was his like persona. And like, if your gimmick doesn't work here, like Philadelphia or Jersey, you know, you might go somewhere else. And it catches like we were in. I went to Wheeling, West Virginia. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Not my bad. I got Sunbury, PA. Thing like a cattle shoot we were in. Confederate flags everywhere. <laughs> Me and my partner like, oh Lord, we gonna get hung. <laughs> Fighting two dudes, the good old boys. Oh. A thousand people there. I'm figuring, okay, I might as well call home city. They're probably never going to see me again. You know, <laughs> they're going to hang us. Pretty much. And I, I mean, legitimately, I'm not scared of too much. You know, maybe my mom, you know. But besides that, no. I was kind of nervous. You know, we get there. 
by the end of the show, they're cheering and jumping. But by the time they sat down, we was on the road. By the time they got done this, I said, let's get the hell out of here before they forget. But your gimmick is who you are. You would find that person like working. If you can't work your gimmick, it's no use to be in there. But again, it, 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 they allow you to be you. Like we're talking on a national exposure. There's only one person that allows gimmicks to go on. And I, I keep coming back to Dolph Ziggler. There's a guy that got over huge on his own. His gimmick was over. And then somebody up top crushed it. And that was Zack Ryder. Here's a guy who took the internet, made his own videos, got over on his own. His gimmick was woo, 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 you know it. Be, took, um, you know, we're all from Philadelphia, so we love the Philadelphia area-based guys. He's from Long Island, New York. He made Long Island matter. Right. He got over on his own, but somebody, whether it's Triple H or, or the big boss himself, no, we're, I don't want you there. I want you here. So on the independent scene, do you guys have a lot more, and I'm a fan. I'm not even going to pretend like I know the inside. But on the independents, you have more freedom. You have, you have a promoter that says, you know what, give me a good match. Here's your pay. Here's your gimmick. What's your gimmick? You don't have that on the national scene. You don't have, but you don't, but like you're saying that, we can go back and we're saying Dolph, like we talked about New Day. I remember when I was just starting, one of the people that used to kill me, but it was great, was Taz. Mm -hmm. Taz only came up to here, he, he walked past. But the way he did it and his persona, the way he carried himself, it was incredible. The crowd, like, Sabu. Sabu as a gimmick, I understand people used to say this and that. When you watch that man work the crowd, he didn't have to talk. But he knew to run around the crowd, mm -hmm. jump through the crowd, things like that. Those guys were performers, the Dudleys. People, they knew, you know. Uh, one of the people I used to like, another wrestler that's gone was Mike Awesome. Yeah. 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 Mike yeah. Awesome was a big man. Mm -hmm. But he knew how to use it. Some guys are like when you talked to uh, Blue last episode that I think he got screwed more than anybody was Matt Morgan. Matt Morgan, yeah. he's an animal. Right. I don't know who he pissed off or who, you know. But Matt Morgan, there's no reason he shouldn't be one of the top five wrestlers because he can actually move too. You know? He's not bad on the mic either. He's not bad on the mic. Yeah. Right now, I'm, I'm looking at and watching. I know I'm talking a lot, guys. I'm sorry, but I feel they're not getting a push, and their gimmick fits them. It's who they are. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe should be on NXT. He should be on the main roster. He cannot work any of those dudes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He gets screwed because it's who and what you are. If they don't want you, if they didn't make you, Samoa Joe made himself. Mm -hmm. And then they bought him in. You know, right now I heard... Yeah, they, they didn't develop him. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. a whole time, Like your gimmick. Okay, for instance, the uh, new guy will be hopefully real soon. AJ Styles is coming. You can't change his name. Everyone knows him as AJ Styles. Right. So when he comes in, they can't own that AJ Styles. They don't write that. So they want to do this and tell you what you're going to do. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. So when a guy's gimmick works, that's what makes the money. That's that's your money maker. You know? But are we at the, the point now, though, where we're seeing the last of the... Absolutely. The original gimmicks? And, when I, and what I mean by that is that a guy coming in and making himself. I think we have characters that are coming in now. These guys are like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. I'm a test dummy. Insert and, here. <laughs> and insert here. Whatever you want, boss, I'll do it. You know, and I think that's what we're seeing a lot now. I don't think we see 
those guys that one can develop a gimmick and then can keep it but no matter there, where they go. Isn't there pro wrestling in general? You're saying that? Back yes and no, because I think oh, we have guys that carried over. They kept their same gimmick. I'll tell you what I'm going real quick. Go ahead. When we were coming up, guys came out of the Indies. They moved their way up. They worked their asses off, putting up rings to get setting on the shows, up chairs, setting up, get in the ring, this and that. Some of these guys nowadays, they bring them in, and all of a sudden it's, boom, you're a superstar. They never, we always said pay your dues. They never, so they're not hungry. They don't know how to fight to keep that, that whole thing. I mean, that's just the business where they're doing it now, which I totally don't agree with. You know, it's the equivalent to American Idol. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, that's it. They mm -hmm. never, they never had this right. travel the road. You know, go from staying in crap motels. But you know, but you know yeah. what though? In in same with that, and also that makes that makes your gimmick. It's that a makes character you builder. You well, like here's a perfect example. Of this one's a more recent gimmick. Is Doc Gallows? Okay. Doc Gallows was in WWE. Street of Society. He was just another yeah. bald guy. Wrestling, which I think that was in itself is becoming like a bland gimmick. Yeah. Well, we don't have hair. You know? We have to shave our heads. You know what I mean? Like he goes to TNA, <laughs> does that aces and eights thing, which I think he fell in the shuffle. I think there was a lot of people that were, not to say better than him, but there were a lot more problems because he had, you know, uh, Bubba was, was the, the vocal point of that. You know, even Devon was getting out of it. You know what I mean? That type of thing. So he leaves there, goes to New Japan, Forms Guns and Gallows yeah. with uh, uh, Carl, Carl Anderson, Anderson. Uh, who's another great talent, uh, uh, unbelievable, and now makes himself something, something yeah. worth looking at. Absolutely. Okay, and I wasn't into him when he was here in the States, and then I see him in New Japan, I'm like, hey, now you're catching my attention. And now they're supposedly going over to WWE as well. Yeah. So is, you know, is he, now that he's, he was already there before, they <laughs> tried him one time, is it now that he has a working gimmick that people like, that the fans like, are they going to allow him to keep it? Yeah, well, are they going to modify it again? That's what you have to say. That were here, bought back here. When, um, was it Tenzin? Yes, yes. Albert. Yes. I was going to say that. Yes. He was Albert. Yeah. Okay, he left, came back with that, that Tenzin gimmick, mm -hmm. which I loved. I thought it was great. He and was over for a while, too. He was over, but, Beat all up his sudden, <laughs> but all of a sudden, they started making him this comedy act. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else was like that, um... Oh, geez. The Funk. No, no. no. Yeah, the Funkasaurus. Yeah. What was his name? Alan Funk? Brodus Clay. Brodus Clay. Brodus Clay. Brodus Clay. Brodus Clay came in. Badass. the next animal. Yeah, badass dude. And all of a sudden they got him dancing. Like, yep. But that's this, why I like him in TNA. Yes. As Tyrese. I'm like, now this is a guy that I think was going to be the, the thing. Guys, we're getting a, we can go, once again, we can go on forever. <laughs> we have so many stories. We this all night. Let, me, okay. let me just say this one yes, thing please. and then we can go on about our businesses. One thing you'll always get, you'll always get a guy up top with an idea. Yeah. Whether it be off the cuff or something he's been working on and waiting for the right guy to come along or whatever. For instance, Halloween show with the Big Fed, you had um, a gentleman by the name of John Cena. Yeah. For... His whole time developing, he was the prototype John yeah. Cena. He was this John Cena. He was that John Cena. The boss sees him doing a hip-hop gimmick Vanilla and Ice. loved yeah. it. Yeah. Loved it. You know what? Go out there, make it work. Yeah. And to this day, love him, hate him, 
can't get enough head too much too much it <laughs> it is what <laughs> it is but he made it his own between the chains yeah, the yeah. spinner belts the whole nine yards he embodied it, it and he made it his own he was able to do it by doing the rap battles in the crowd he was coming to shows doing rap battles with people in the yeah. audience yeah I'm not saying they were good, but he I'll did. I'll admit it. I got a CD in the car. <laughs> oh, I, I did buy the CD. Physically purchased it. Yo, I have a CD in the car. Seriously, I'm gonna tell you something. I did this rap, this CD. Won't buy mine. I'll buy yours too. You gonna buy mine? <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna pay you to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we had a great time. For Gemini, Oslot, Mad Mac. My name is Danny J. <laughs> Check us out on thatwaycoolwrestlingshow.com on Facebook as well. Until next time, we'll see you at the matches. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>